Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm not going to lie, Matthew and Jesse, I'm feeling a little bit rough today. It was a big night, Jeff Keighley's big night out. You weren't at his big night out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I, I had a big night out of my own. <laughs> it was me slaving away in the content pits. You were yeah. off having having a drink. Well, that's, yeah, he did that's get how pretty life wild works, last night, to be fair. I, did, I saw uh, everything. It. Nothing got wild. Um, I did get home at like half one and then decided to watch a lot of the <laughs> two-hour show for some reason. You have just so. done that this morning. Yeah, but uh, so I, was, I was wired. I was okay. wired still <laughs> at half one. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. Got in bed and thought, I'm going to watch loads of trailers, um, some of which we're going to talk about on this podcast. We're going to go through some of the biggest uh, reveals and gameplay from... Jeff Keighley's big summer fest. It was it called Summer Games Fest. I like to call it. I just like to put Jeff Keighley's for a moment. I did think that because on the run and order you have Big Night Out. I thought that was the official name of it. <laughs> Keighley's Big Night Out. Yeah, that's that would have been. I impressive. mean, that's what I call it. I feel like if he had a bit more creativity, he would call it that. Um, or like T four on the beach. Maybe like he could do it on Santa Monica, like Keighley on the beach. You're calling him out, You're challenging him. Yeah, not calling him out. I'm just giving creative suggestions. Okay. He does a very good job of what he does. Um, but I could add a little bit of pizzazz, is what I'm saying, if, if he wanted me to. Um, and we're also going to go over, because we recorded before PlayStation State of Play last week, we'll go through a, a few things from that as well. Plus, Jesse, you've been, you've played through The Quarry already, so we'll have your thoughts on that as well. Oh, yes, please. Um, there we go. I've actually gone through what we're going to talk about on the podcast for once at the start, instead of just jumping into a random Got a content <laughs> tangent. It's like we're an audio magazine. It's ridiculous. We've got a running order. I've got a page full of notes this week. Wow. We've got an endless search, um, which I'm sure people... Can't wait for that. Oh, it's all going to be good. Right, let's kick off. Last night, one of the biggest announcements, which kind of, I suppose annoyingly, I don't like leaks personally. I like I like surprises. Mm-hmm. So when The Last of Us Part 1 leaked a few hours before the show last night, it was a little disappointing. But it's kind of rumours that have been swelling around this for a while that we were yeah. getting a from the ground up remake of the last was part one in the last was two engine what do you guys think about this i'm kind of i see a lot of snark and negativity about it personally if you don't want to play it just don't bother don't worry yourself about it yeah, I, I mean i don't know if i'm gonna play it again this september it's a game i've played through like three times but my mindset is it's nice to know the next time i do want to play that game i can now play it in a much nicer way yeah exactly like being able to replay one of your favorite games if it is one of your favorite games in the way you know the last of us 2 played i can't see any reason as to why to dislike it maybe yeah like you don't want to spend full price on a game you played x amount of years ago but last Mm -hmm. of us 2 played so well and if we're just getting that with the first game i'm all for it that's all i need yeah and it's a sort of game give it like you know if you're not in a rush if you are someone who's played it before if you're not in a rush it's the sort of game they'll be on PS Plus within two mm, years. Yeah. Or it'll be in a sale for like £15. Um, if you haven't played it before, then, you know, 
there's no better way by the looks of it. I mean, we haven't played it yet. I'm assuming it runs very well and looks brilliant, <laughs> but um, it did from the trailer. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there's no better way to play it. I do see some of the arguments around kind of like mm. why why do we have it? So my I will almost certainly play this. Like I love The Last of Us. Um, this one, I think more so than the graphical upgrade, it's the fact that um, it's got essentially The Last of Us 2's combat. Yeah. Obviously, presumably not to the full extent because there won't necessarily be the same like enemy interplay that the, the second yeah. one has. But that improvement, I think, you know, will certainly pull me into play one of the best games ever made again. Mm. Um, I can see the argument as the case of like why when the PS4 remaster looks as good as it does, why do we mm-hmm. necessarily need it? And the side-by-sides do obviously look much better on the PS5 version, but it's not night and day. But yeah. my personal kind of viewpoint on this is is that while I'm happy that it exists and I do want to play it, I do have to wonder, why can't some of the greatest minds in video game development be making something new rather than spending all I their time? I mean, I suppose we don't know what exact team are working on this this is this is true but it's kind of like this is not just a graphical reskin like i was looking if you look closely at those photos for example one of the photographs is of ellie looking at the camera it's not just that they replaced her with kind of like the younger version of ellie that they used in the last of us two she is a completely new character model but even the background is a completely new model like she is Mm -hmm sat in front of a sofa the sofas are two completely different (laughs) sofas it's the same room the same furniture but the model of furniture it's the same with the photograph of joel like the things that are on the wall behind him are slightly different so a whole team has gone through and methodically completely upgraded that game to the point of someone has been on google looking for a different sofa to use as their kind Mm -hmm. of like inspiration and so like part of me is like Naughty Dog is one of the best users in the world, and I kind of wish that this time and effort had been put into making whatever comes after The Last of Us and Uncharted. Mm-hmm. But also, I will absolutely buy and play this game. Exactly. Yeah. I am. Um, I can see both sides of it because I know what you mean. And has it actually fully been confirmed that it's a full like seventy dollars? This is how much it's going to no, cost. They, or is that a rumor? They didn't say anything of that. Okay. I would just assume. It the reason probably... why this game has been made is because it's corporation, right? Like, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. we know Money. that this will sell. It's <laughs> yeah, a guaranteed banger. Because um, it's going to yeah, be 70. the reason <laughs> I, I like seventy dollars for that game. I know they're still putting a lot of work in it, so they have to justify that price because the amount of time they put in it. Yeah, it's, just, it's not a price that, that people are going to be but, happy with. Obviously, since no, the game, they I was surprised because I thought when I heard, well, we all, like heard rumors this was being made like mm. i always presumed in my head oh it was going to be bundled as a part one and part two so it's like the full thing mm-hmm. you get to play yeah. and that would maybe be 70 dollars. i know you're getting two big triple a games yeah. for 70 dollars, which is not how business works but yeah that's how i thought it would work and i know what you mean i'm kind of i do want them to make something new but i also get the mindset of you know filmmakers do this all the time like if they get the chance to make their film, like you see, like Ridley Scott does yeah. it all the time. If he gets a chance 10 years down the line to be yeah. like, I know I can make a better version of this now, mm. he'll go and do it. Like, yeah. The, and I kind of get that mindset of that, they can make the best version of this game they can now. That part one <laughs> subtitle, rather than calling it like The Last of Us Remade or, yeah. you know, Last of Us Remake or The Last of Us The Definitive Edition or mm. something like that, the fact that it's called part one does feel a bit like, 
we have now got two pieces of the puzzle that go together. They're built on the same engine to the same graphical fidelity to the same combat aspiration. Mm. Um, I can understand why it exists, and, and Druckmann is quite clearly a perfectionist, right? So, oh, yeah. do, do you think they're going to change the ending of what the first game is to make it more in a connected sense? Compared- no, because I would say that that's arguably the most perfect ending to any video game. Mm. If they change that, I think it would be pretty mad. Yeah. Fair enough. I just think there's one particular scene that has that sort of connective tissue, and I've been seeing people online saying mm-hmm. there could be like something happening with that to make it more in line of the second game, and I feel like that might make sense. I don't but... know, because then I think you kind of ruin the reveal that I know you're alluding to, yeah, to, yeah. to someone who hasn't played it before, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, it would like being going back to A New Hope and adding like a prologue <laughs> scene where Darth Vader's cradling Luke or something. Being like, well, that would I, be I, funny though. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with some of the stuff that got added into the Blu-ray edition to Star Wars, it yeah, wouldn't be surprised. surprised. <laughs> um, but that's not, like we're saying, they are working on something new as well. We got, was it actually in the show? It was in a separate um, article that no, they basically so, talked about this multiplayer mode. Yeah, the so as the, game even. as that... Um, like trailer for, for the last of us part one kind of concluded then Druckmann was like hey we want to show off we are making the multiplayer um it does exist it has now expanded to the point that it is this narrative driven multiplayer game that mm. is a standalone piece okay. and then kind of like in the massive kind of like double decker bus size wall that envelops the <laughs> the game fest stage they put up this huge kind of piece of concept art um which obviously shows a san francisco kind of set uh, mm-hmm. location you can see the bridge in the background um i have no idea what they mean by that it's a narrative led like my instinctively my head goes to what titanfall did in its first game yeah. um hopefully it's a better realization of that but it's again that whole thing of like i know naughty dog have a lot of very very talented people that essentially with the the last of us kind of partially refought how third person narrative games could be presented mm. so i trust them to have found a really cool way to do what i'm hoping are kind of multiplayer games that feel like they've got an element of scripted narrative to them that yeah, yeah. it's almost I like two know. co-op games in in one like some people are co-oping together as villains and other people are co-oping together yeah. as survivors and then you clash in the middle that's that's why i didn't know yeah i've got several ideas of what this could be like yeah like you said it could just be like a co-op survival story game um, it could be something a bit more, I doubt it would be like the division, but you know, that sort of thing where you can, there is that co-op and multiplayer element. I'll just be or, happy with something like it takes two. Just give me a full cooperative <laughs> campaign. <laughs> I, I, I think it I will think, be PVP. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think yeah. the way that they create story in that is I feel like, yeah, obviously complete conjecture at the moment. This is me guessing, but. Yeah. I feel like they will do a way to make a multiplayer session feel more like a campaign mission by giving you like story reasons and scripted elements mm. to go through. But mm. it's just that this time you might be playing as a bunch of cultists or this time you might be playing as people that are more recognizably survivors. Mm. Yeah. I just, if this is the kind of thing that could create a new trend for some sort of PvPVE style kind of multiplayer. I'd be well up that's, for that. That's why I didn't know if they were going to lean into almost like a death loop sort of thing where mm-hmm. there's someone trying to stop you doing your objective. Yeah. Um, or even like that new Sniper Elite mode that looks really good, which is effectively just death loop yeah. uh, into mm-hmm. Sniper Elite. But yeah, that would be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we don't really know when that's coming, but I'm sure we'll no, hear more. They said, some point you know, 
they'll tell us when they'll tell us. Exactly. <laughs> and as much as I am excited for that, I do kind of just want... Like, I look at Naughty Dog and I want single-player well, story games. Well, Druckmann did say that he is definitely working on something. He refused to say what <laughs> it was. but like, there's, And I really hope that that's something he's not The Last of Us 3 or Uncharted 5. Like, I hope that we've mm-hmm. got a new idea in the box. I imagine, yeah. yeah. It's time for them to sign you. They've been rotating between Uncharted and last of us what for best part of almost 15 years mm-hmm. now so you'd like to think they want to do something fresh um although i would love another uncharted but maybe let someone else make it give a give the reins to someone mm. um what else did we have last night we got our first proper extended look at the callisto protocol just looks like dead space doesn't it yeah <laughs> good on him like, yeah. exactly why not i mean it's, at least it's not set in the PUBG universe anymore i'm glad that's sort of been uh i don't <laughs> I know why would... they ever announced that in the first place it's so bizarre well it's kind of like i wonder if that was just a way to get some brand synergy going to get this project off the ground and then it's just like <laughs> nah it's not like i just wanted to make dead space again yeah and i yeah. massively love the idea that like a this looks like a fab Dead Space game, basically, yep. like super grisly and gory with all yeah, of that it's kind like of... Yeah, brutal and crunchy animations, disgusting-looking claps enemies and stuff. Like, looks great. Very, very industrial, just like Greg... So Greg Schofield, the guy that's in charge of it, you know, he did come up with Dead Space and then he moved on from, from EA um, and then spent a while making a range of good to bad Call of Duty games. Um, but he's now obviously doing his own thing, which was originally announced as a PUBG universe game, but yeah. he's actually not anymore. And I, but I love the fact that he kind of like left EA, um, went on all of this journey to land at making his you know new perfect Dead Space game, hopefully, and it comes out a month before EA. Are just like <laughs> we've got no idea, so we're just going to remake Dead Space. Oh, it's very funny. I mean, even the way like the ship, the, like the lighting, it, it looks like a Dead Space. Yeah, I mean ship. the suit it looks- itself. He's got like a little green bar on his neck and stuff, and then you get the mechan mechanized suit and stuff like that like it all looks yeah even the um, it's not the same sort of gun but like, even like the reticle on it was quite the uh, horizontal and, and thin yeah. and he was aiming quite clearly aiming for limbs just y- as yeah. a little <laughs> little being shower. able to freeze enemies as well not quite mm-hmm. stasis but being able to pick them up and stuff like that like yeah, yeah it's, i'm it's, just it's just basically you know what? i was a big fan of the big fan um yeah. that they used to kill someone like we need more environmental kills in games They've been slowly going away. Even even against the player as well, because the moment at the end where like um, an enemy knocks the player back into like this sort of like spinning gears, and you get that like mm. grisly death animation. I love that, but also not de- not only dealing with enemies, but dealing with the environment and being mindful of that. You don't really see that in games like this. So it I hope that's not just the trailer thing. You just get cliffs now, though, so you fall off. There was that kind of like era, like towards the end of the 360 era, where contextual kills were really kind of mm. in vogue. Like, yeah. do you remember um, Sleeping Dogs? A cop. That's exactly why. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wherever you went, it was happening. Um, yeah, get, get more of those in games. More contextual kill animations and environmental kills. Just put blades and whirring things all around your levels so we can do mad stuff with it. But yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say about it. It's actually, it's coming in December. Mm-hmm. It looks, yeah, it looks like Dead Space, which to a lot of people is no bad. Thing. Yeah, just more current gen horror that looks fantastic and disgusting. That's more, I mean, there's more. a few months stretch, what, from December to March next year. There's what, four or five, like, AAA horror games. Mm. You've got that. You've now got, we'll talk about it in a bit. We've got Resi 4. You've got Dead Space. Like, it's a nice little, 
time for horror there fans, was also kind it? of like actually this uh this felt like it was horror in space the kind of uh showcase because not only was the that there was obviously the the gameplay trailer for the new 40k game uh dark tide mm. which obviously is horror in space there was also uh, i don't know if you saw the the fort solace um i did trailer yeah. that's a good cast it's- is that meant to be like a horror? Is that more like... I'm, I feel like that's going to probably be like an interactive thriller, like yeah, heavy rain kind of thing. Yeah, much like atmosphere. But that yeah. kind of like grim atmosphere in space kind of vibe, you know, with yeah. Troy Baker and Roger Clark as voice cast. Again, like another cool sort of... That industrial darkness in space kind of vibe that's going on there. Big industrial zone from Crystal Maze Energy and <laughs> Jeff Keighley's big night out this year. Um, and I'm all for that. Oh, he should get Richard O'Brien to host. That'd be good, wouldn't he? Yes. Or Ed Tudor Pole, assuming they're both alive. <laughs> I hope they are. If they're not, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> next up, <laughs> we've got Modern Warfare 2. Um, we're big fans of Modern Warfare campaigns. Well, Call of Duty campaigns in general, me and you, Matt. Mm-hmm. I know you, you play them as well, don't you, Jesse? You're, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like 2019's Modern Warfare is probably my favourite COD. And if we're getting more of that specific style of Call of Duty, then... I'm happy, like, for me, I can't quite put my finger on why this is the case, but the Black Ops reboot and Vanguard, for me, didn't quite feel as satisfying to play as Modern Warfare back in 2019, so if I'm getting more of that, I'm going to be happy. It's Modern Warfare's the best, and I did enjoy Modern Warfare 2019 a lot, mm. ultimately, but something about what we've seen of this one so far just feels much more like the old Modern Warfare's to me. I know it's probably because we've got all the characters back, but even some of the levels, like... That first, the gameplay level they showed on that oil rig. A, there's a big oil rig mission in Modern Warfare 3, which it looks like a very similar oh, oil rig. Very to... much a callback <laughs> to crew expendable, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. And the opening mission of Modern, the original Modern Warfare as well, the, um, it's the level Wetworks. I can't remember the name of that, um, mission, the, the one you do on the ship. Yeah. yeah it reminded yeah. me of that as well, of all the rain and sliding around the deck. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just well up for it. <laughs> I would say that trailer, initially, it's not that I'm not on board with Modern Warfare, because I am, and you know, kind of like a, I'm looking forward to playing Infinity Ward, I think, a, a cracking at that kind of game. Yeah. I was surprised that looks like a very archetypal Call of Duty mission, which is good yeah. on many ways, but compared to when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 was kind of revealed, with that very, very kind of like tense, or like almost kind of like heavy burden sort of walking through the townhouse that one felt like it's made more of a statement about what that game mm. is where and i wonder if that scared them off because of the reaction they had to that it was divisive well, i remember like yeah i remember at the time when i saw that e3 like that's behind closed doors saw just that gameplay mm-hmm. level that's all i'd seen of modern warfare 2019 and i came out of that going like this is borderline uncomfortable is this what this game was is was that now? the house clearing like, mission of like the yeah. night vision and stuff yeah, like that but like yeah. didn't see any else of the game I was like is this what this game is now for 10 hours because it's borderline see I like... really <laughs> like that mission I think the, yeah, yeah I do the and that's why it's divisive it's great and you know what since playing it in the context of the whole mm-hmm. game I liked it a lot more. Yeah. It's just without any of the context. I was like, why am I going through this house killing civilians? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Like, so basically my question off the back of the Modern Warfare 2 reveal is, is kind of like, I'm pleased to see that kind of like that clear, that snappy Infinity Ward gunplay, that really cool, mm. the boat rocking and shifting cover and using the, you know, moving cover that opens up yeah. like routes yeah. and stuff. What I want to know is what what's genuinely new about Modern Warfare 2? Because... I think Modern Warfare, the reboot, kind of like had that intensity, but was maybe otherwise quite a classic Call of Duty campaign. Mm. What I'm looking for is 
I think Infinity Ward's best game is Infinite Warfare, where they really went to town on rethinking what COG could mm. be by having that central hub on the ship with lots of different kind of like side quests and stuff. Yeah. So that's something that the Black Ops Cold War game actually riffs on, but obviously the COVID massively disrupted that development and various other factors were meant it was a very short game. I really hope the Modern Warfare 2 has something that kind of like, whether it's campaign restructure or whether it's like, something gameplay wise that can go in that really think, makes this one stand out mm. yeah i think they're focusing elsewhere like, i think they're focusing on people's nostalgia mm-hmm. with all these characters they're almost going the mc route mc route of it and that's kind of what they did in cold war there's a cameo of a character from the modern warfare yeah. of, i think they're ultimately going for oh do you remember this person and then like they appear like and it's like oh <laughs> it's it's, i don't know it's makarov <laughs> it's a shared universe now isn't it? like the black ops yeah. and the modern warfare are the kind of like different periods of history of, of yeah. like one mm-hmm. unified uh world but you're right in the fact that when their kind of like uh guy from infinity war came out he listed off all the names of these mm. characters and it is like someone coming out and going we've got iron man we've got captain america <laughs> we've got hulk and it's like some of these characters are worthwhile thinking like price is an absolute legend of a character yeah, yeah. and everyone loves ghost because he just looks cool well, yeah, yeah that's that's the only thing towards <laughs> ghost and his tragic yeah. demise yeah. in the original game i guess I'm not entirely sure if the original Gaz is worth kind of like making. Yeah, I don't don't think anyone loved Gaz. But at least they kind of made Kyle a more interesting character in the reboot. So I'm I'm happy to see kind of good characters making a return. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And again, what, that's October, so... It's never, never too far away from a new Call of Duty. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, so that'll be coming. We also got the reveal of a new Aliens game, Aliens Dark Descent. Mm. Um, from what we can tell and what they've said about it, it's like a top-down, like, tactical squad base uh, action game. And I don't know, I'm into it. How do you feel about... Because I've been kind of thinking this. Like, It looks like they've got the atmosphere right from the trailer we saw. I know it was mostly a CGI trailer that was all about yeah. tone. But... All alien games since Isolation, Isolation, which is colonial, you know, almost inarguably the best alien <coughs> game, has been focused on aliens and the action side of it. Do you think people just don't think they could top the horror of Alien Isolations? Are they I mean, going the other way with it? It's it's rough, right? Like you can only, you look at the way that the uh, the movies did it, right? Is that kind of like. Yeah. Alien is such a perfect slice of sci-fi horror Mm. that it's like, it makes sense to don't try and replicate it, try and evolve it. And so what you do is you turn it into a James Cameron action flick. Um, I wonder if just in the realm of video games, it's like, how do you top someone that actually managed to make a basically 100% perfect replication of the experience of watching Alien, but they rammed you as a player into it. So you're never going to be able to have that feeling of terror again so you sort of got to go the action route because that's what video games do so well i you know i'd tear someone's arm off for a uh, a new alien isolation yeah 100 i mean which uh we can talk about literally in about five minutes time even less than that because we've got the next <laughs> game coming up on our our roster but yeah. um yeah i wonder if kind of like just the element of aliens being an action game just fits so many more genres in video Absolutely. games than it than it does having it as alien it just it gets tiring when the aliens are just consistent cannon fodder because mm-hmm. you had that with uh colonial marines you had that with like the most recent fire team elite which was like okay but it was just sort of brain dead 
AI. That it was... takes it takes the fear out when you can kill one in yeah. seconds, doesn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. Like scary, being, being able to melee a xenomorph doesn't feel right, and I shouldn't be able to do that. And you've been able to do that for like the past ten years. I tell you mm. what, the you know the sequence in Aliens where they have the auto gun set up, and it, it's yeah. just that's. That did so much damage to the potential of the alien in video <laughs> games because it just suggested that you can blast them apart. Yeah. And I do think, like, you know, my ideal aliens game is something that's closer to, like, old school Rainbow Six where there's not that many of them in the environment and they're, you know, they're a real challenge to get by and you have to do lots of team tactics to take down a, a Xenomorph. Yeah. But um, that's obviously not what this is. I do wonder if it being a top-down tactical games mean that they will be more dangerous I'm I'm a little bit concerned because the trailer showed what it looked like just very briefly until like all the aliens came out right at the end. It looked like some sort of like I don't know, some sort of Frankenstein soldier who appeared to be holding I think a gun perhaps. So there's going to be all those like sort of human elements that you have mm-hmm. to fight against and maybe the occasional alien. But I I still don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be exactly what you we want. Don't, out of alien we just game. don't know enough yet, do we? Yeah. And I feel like half the battle of getting alien right is getting the tone of it right. So if they can get that right, get all the noises, the radar, everything like that right, then I'll give it a go. Just like every alien or aliens game. I'll give it a go. Yeah. More often than not they don't hit, but for now we can hope it does. Um let's get on to the next game. She teased it, Matthew. Routine, the game that disappeared for 10 years mm-hmm. is now back. Yeah, it was supposed to originally. I think it was first revealed in about 2012, and then yeah. with a, with the idea of it coming out in 2013, which would be a year before Alien Isolation. And now, after a long time of not hearing about it, it is back with a very, very cool trailer. It looks a lot like Alien Isolation. It's got yeah, that 100%. kind of CRT kind of like graphic design yeah. with um, very cool retro futuristic kind of items. Um I would say because I'd I'd forgotten temporarily about uh, routine being Everyone a game did. that had come out, yeah. <laughs> um, and so when I saw it, I was like, "Has someone made Alien Isolation, but it's with Terminators?" Because from the back, those robots, I was like, "Is that a Terminator? Is it not?" Yeah. Um, they sort of are killer robot Terminators, but they have got much more unsettling faces than what a T one hundred. They've got like crunchy little teeth now and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, it looks creepy. Um, but yeah, I am, you know. Obviously, you can't say it's completely riffing upon Alien Isolation because it almost had the idea. Not necessarily mm-hmm. before Isolation did. We don't know how long Isolation yeah, was in there. They showed but... off like 10 minutes of gameplay back in 2013 yeah. that like got mm-hmm. everyone so excited and then just radio silence. And now it looks obviously leagues better visually than mm-hmm. what it did back then. Just like, yeah, the whole like retro futurism sort of aesthetic and stuff. It looks so good. Even down to like just the sounds, which are all sort of like crunchy and stacky yeah. and the sort of like, um, that really inadequate, like perfectly inadequate looking like sensor or weapon that mm-hmm. he brings up and just having to click on the different bits and like the VHS sort of filler when you're looking at the robot. Like, you know, all of that, which is deliberately meant to look crap is going to make it even scarier. Like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, like like absolutely like running on the vibes of the original Alien and those kind of like late 70s, early 80s kind of like sci-fis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I hope it I hope it's every bit as good as what it looks. Yeah, same. Hmm. There we go. Um, yeah, let's hope it's not another 10 years till we see that mm. one again. So. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> I do. Um, 
Lastly, from Jeff Keighley's show, we can't cover everything. I'm sure there'll be stuff people are screaming about. There was a cool uh, Marvel Midnight Suns trailer, which had an excellent uh, bit of uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica mm. in it. I was like, um, I adore how much it's leaning into 90s comics that that, that mm-hmm. thing is. Like, the costumes are so fucking good yeah. in that. Uh, we didn't see any gameplay at the show, but from what I've read and about it and stuff, I'm I'm excited to play that game. I, I want more apparently, Venom. Yeah, apparently it's a bit more bioware than I was expecting, even though it's an yeah. XCOM sort of like the combat system is obviously XCOM with cards to a certain degree. Mm. I didn't realise how much it's a tactical RPG rather than like a tactical strategy. Mm-hmm. And well I'm, into that. That oh. makes me more much more excited. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, can't wait for that. Do you know what we'll play um play some version of Master of Puppets at the end of this as a little tribute to nice. that trailer. Um little bit more metal though. Metal Hellsinger we saw more <laughs> of. Um Surge Tankian from System of a Down is now in it. So that game suddenly become extra exciting for me um this is a game you know it's been i feel like for a few years now maybe it's not been that long i feel like i've seen it popping it's been, up it's been around for a while every... the other problem yeah. you've got is there are two games that essentially yeah. have this idea there's bpm which is bullets per minute um yeah, which right, is okay. already out but i think that looks like a worse version of what this is yeah, yeah. so every time i see this game like this should be what i love if you don't know what this game is it's kind of like rhythm doom imagine guitar hero mixed with doom so you're kind of you're playing a doom like shooter but you're trying to shoot and kill things on the beat to get a better Mm. score essentially um this should tick a lot of boxes for me every time i watch it though i need to try it because there is a demo out now so i do need to try it um something looks off to me it's obviously not a triple a game it just doesn't I need to feel the shooting because the I, shooting doesn't look quite great yeah. to me. I completely agree with you. I think the thing is, though, is is like we're not used to watching, even though... So, for example, something that you do that's amazing that I loved what you did with my Deathloop um, trailer is... Sorry, so, sorry, trailer Deathloop review is you managed to fit all of the, the bullets to the beat, right, in the music mm. that you do. That doesn't look right in, in like, <laughs> gameplay form, right? It looks yeah. like you're yeah. just not shooting at stuff right. <laughs> Maybe it feels completely natural when you play it and you know what you've got to do. But I'm yeah. used to watching what should look like Doom, but doesn't look like Doom. Because yeah, you're almost like, why aren't you shooting? Why are you waiting a second? Yeah. Why are you literally you, waiting a beat to shoot? Yeah, that? trying to fit into that box when you're not actually getting the satisfaction of making all those concise clicks yourself and timing it yourself. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right in the trailer. It just feels a bit slower yeah. than what it I should do need be. To, I do need to play that. Uh, if anyone else has tried Metal Hellsinger. Let us know what you think. IGN underscore UK. Feedback at IGN.com. Uh, that's enough for Jeff Keighley's book. Now, we have got a lot to fit into this episode. Let's move on to last week's State of Play, which seems like a, a long, distant memory now at this point. <laughs> but there was a... For a half-an-hour show, there was quite a few good things in there, I thought. Um, 100%. We'll kick it off with, Jesse, I know, I know you're excited. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake is a real thing that's coming. Yeah, I mean, like... And as soon as March... I know it's, it's 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 barely it's 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 not that much of a long way, and I just I, I really can't wait to play this. Like Resident Evil Four, I've said it before, it's probably my most replayed game ever, and I don't think that'll ever be topped. And in terms of what we saw from the remake, the game is you know for sure less brown than the original. That's why I saw. Remember the original Resident Evil Four looking like just just different shades of brown, and that's about it. And this is going for a, you know a more sort of realistic, sinister, darker version of you know that initial. Um, Resident Evil 4 Village and I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing how they can scare us with that because 4 is a game that I feel like a lot of people have distinct memories of and they sort of know beat for beat if you've played it at least once or twice and I'm looking forward to seeing how they can reimagine Resident Evil 4 Mm-hmm. Matt are you, you, you 
you you're a big fan of four aren't you uh yeah I, i've i've actually only ever played it once though i think like i'm a fan of resident evil but like most of them i've only played once at this point mm. um yeah. so i am looking forward to just having like uh, there's always an excuse to go back to resi 4 because it's good right but like yeah. i'm actually looking forward to have a proper excuse to go back to it and you know, I think out of all of them, the one that did deserve it was two. But I'm pleased that they did two so well that it almost feels like, yes, the remake of four isn't quite the same as remaking two or three because mm. we're having Resident Evil 4 invented what this type of Resident Evil is, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, I'll play it through again if it looks as good. I really hope as well that they make it as grisly as two was. They toned down yeah. the grizzle in uh, in three. In, and in I think... three, yeah, they they removed a lot of like oh. the gore aspects yeah. and like the limbs falling off and stuff like that. But even just being able to play RE four now with just modernized Resident Evil controls, like mm-hmm. you're, you're actually going to be able to shoot and move and aim all at the same time, which is amazing for Resident Evil four. <laughs> you know, there's so many fans still to this day who are like, I want the classic camera angles back. I want tank controls back. It's like, do you really want that stuff back? Because Resident Evil yeah. four has changed so much throughout the years. <laughs> And you can go back and play it that way if you yeah, want. Yeah, like, exactly. They're doing it in any way for a reason. Um, I do think they're going for that more grizzly. Just even from that trailer, it looked a lot darker. Because Resident Evil 4, you know, it's still a horror game, but it's still quite silly yeah. at times. Yeah, yeah, so, 100%. Like, Leon is doing backflips like, through lasers and stuff, and you're getting chased by, like, a massive statue. Like, I don't know how they're going to bring that into the remake if they are going to do that. Salazar, the, the little freak. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what he looks like in this. Um, but, yeah, of course... I think most people are quite excited. It's one of, you know, it's one of the best games ever made. <laughs> so people will want to play this game. Um, I'm intrigued to see, like, are they carrying on? Are they going to go to five and try and make that a good game? <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't imagine they're going. I feel like, if anything, they'll remake Code Veronica because that's the one that people mm-hmm. always keep banging on about. It's always been Resident Evil 2 and Code Veronica. That's the ones that people want to see. Raccoon City, we're going back. <laughs> I don't think Operation Wrecking City, if that's what you're referring to, will ever get a yeah. remake. Um, but yeah, it's, it's those two games that people have always wanted and stuff. And arguably, like, Code Veronica needs it the most because it is, it, despite it being on the PS2, it still feels like one of the most outdated Resident Evil games you can play. Um, but still, the Resident Evil 4 remake, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And there were so much, so many things that weren't able to be in the original Resident Evil 4 because you had Resident Evil 3.5, you had, like, some really mad like stuff with Leon getting infected, him fighting hallucinations and stuff, and all this other crazy spooky shit. And I feel like some of that could be in the remake, just based off certain outfits that they've got into the game and stuff. It's like bait outfits that they're bringing back and stuff. Just small little things like that. As you can tell, I'm excited. I just want Resident Evil 4 remake. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they've even said it's got... They didn't say it's fully playable in VR, but they said it will have... VR content on PS VR too. Whether that yeah. means the whole game is in VR, that seems a big extra step to take, or whether it's I don't know a certain mode. Mm. Do they say anything about mercenaries being in for? I don't. I don't the think they mention anything from the trailer, but you can almost like, um, yeah, it's probably guaranteed that that will be in there in some form, or it might come down along the line. That's what they included with the Resident Evil Two remake. They added some extra modes via mm-hmm. updates and stuff like that. Krauser VR mode. Is that what we're going to get? You can play that right now if you have a quest too. Mm-hmm. Well, also, they're putting Village, Resident Evil Village, into VR. They love a bit of VR with Resident Evil, don't they? It just, it works so well. And like, playing Resident Evil 4 in VR on the Quest 2 is like one of the most fun Resi experiences you can have if you have the Quest 2. And like, 
you know, um, fingers crossed, like PSVR 2 looks to be really, really good specs wise and controller wise because the first iteration was just complete doo doo. It's just a price good. VR experience, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It absolutely is. And even from that trailer alone, they've learned from the Resident Evil 4 VR, you know, being able to dual wield weapons. You couldn't do that originally in Village, being able to, you know, fling them in the air and then mm-hmm. swap your hands to hold the other weapons around. Like, they're learning from a really good version of re- what Resident Evil can be in VR and they're bringing that to Village like Capcom are just it's, going all out and I'm happy about it <laughs> it does mean we're getting good you know, I hope you're all set for another cycle of big lady horniness in VR I'll rather have that than just like sad Star Wars takes on Twitter any day to be honest <laughs> it's a never ending cycle of the big lady and bad Star Wars takes are you going to let a step on you Matt you, you look like you're excited <laughs> I, was, I was literally just thinking that the strap line for the review is going to be something it's... like actually step on me mommy <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be quite hard to get through <laughs> um, but there we go um, we saw a good chunk I say a good chunk three minutes of Final Fantasy 16 we haven't seen it in a long time it was what over a year since so, it was yeah. revealed yeah it's been um, a while it looks bonkers, doesn't it? It, it has got, <laughs> I tell you what, like, it has got scale that I have not seen in Final Fantasy for a while. Like, the, mm. the summons in Final Fantasy 15 are pretty big, especially kind of Titan, but this, like, summons obviously are like a massive part of this. Like, it's an entire trailer that has a song written for it with just a choir chanting the names of different summons <laughs> from Final Fantasy. And they look colossally big and yeah they're just like massive monsters fucking shit up right like it's mad is it is final fantasy going a bit pokemon are they going a bit like i don't know final fantasy 10 has has this in terms of that like you bring summons out to fight but this one particularly looked especially from the weird ui elements they've got on it that a part of this game is going to be pitting like shiva against ifrit i know (laughs) are we almost at the point where for so long you know persona looked at final fantasy a bit and what they're doing are we at the stage where final fantasy look at how much people off persona and they're looking maybe mm. we need a bit of that maybe i don't know maybe i don't um, know because i mean it's also looking at the witcher right so we clearly like there exactly. is an element of the witcher and modern western fantasy to this yeah. also like a little bit of god of war mostly spun up with devil may cry 5 in terms of this is a at least from what we can tell it's not a party-based game like traditional final fantasies are it looks like you just play Clive, mm-hmm. for some reason, that's why what they've called their protagonist. But it looks like you <laughs> just play as Clive, <laughs> the mighty Clive. Um, I, the one thing I did know about the combat is it's always good, isn't it? We know you're a set for a good game when you see one attack that deals three hundred and thirty thousand damage. <laughs> I really that's always yeah. a good sign. I really hope that they let you turn the numbers off in this one because I must say the UI is the thing that's not doing it for me. It's very, very kind of like heavy-handed Japanese AI, and I hope you can turn yeah. that off for a more cinematic feel, let's say. But like, I do think mm-hmm. it looks rad as hell. I think the previous trailer, I must say, did more for me, seeing more of the storyline and seeing more of kind of the world um, that's in that game. But mm. I, I do love the gargantuan scale that they've got going on in here. Just massive monsters absolutely beating seven bells out of each other. It looks very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we still don't know much more about Final Fantasy, in- including when we're going to play it. But there we go. Next up, we did get a little look at Horizon Call of the Mountain, the Horizon VR game, which in which you don't play as Aloy. So you play as a new character called... Is it Ryas? Rias? Um, Clive. 
Clive, Big Clive, <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Clive and the Dinosaurs. That's what it should be called. Um, it looks good. Like if there's, I feel like they've picked. If they were going for a big PlayStation franchise to do in VR, Horizons, the ones you just get the spectacle mm-hmm. of that beautiful world, those massive monsters. Like they could have done Last of Us, God of War. That would have been a lot more harrowing. I mean, God of War would still be. Amazing, <laughs> I don't think the Last of Us um, VR would be fucking terrifying um, for people. It'd be great. It'd but be... Just, yeah, yeah, I'll, I would love it, but yeah. you wouldn't like be like... I'll take it back. Yeah. Bring it back. Um, maybe you play as Atreus, because you need a bow and arrow, I think. That's why Horizon in VR would be good, because bow and arrow in VR, that's that's where it's at, isn't it? Yeah. It, it feels like that's going to be like the showcase kind of tech game for when PSVR 2 eventually comes out. I don't know if there's like a release date attached to this or not, but it's, it's definitely going to be like... I can't... This feels like a sort of like 30-minute experience to show what PSVR 2 can do I, I guess i think it will be longer i think, I think it's, it's a full game isn't it, is yeah. it? It's, it's not going to be like 50 hours like what horizon yeah. is but i think <laughs> it's probably mad. going to be one you know maybe I'd, I'd imagine it's like a six to eight hour sort of thing mm. um the one thing i do like is like one of the you know i'm not a, a vr connoisseur by any means but like one of the better games i've played is, is it the climb where you actually yeah, the like, climb and this obviously has elements of that in it because it's got lots yeah. of nice climbing bits and there are loads of cool things to climb in Horizons World. Like, they will inevitably get you to climb up the neck of a tall neck and be able to have amazing views from mm-hmm. the top of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think to make a scripted narrative sort of led Horizon game that's not open world kind of makes perfect sense for VR. Yeah. And it has what I think they called a river ride mode as well that's kind of like you just sit in the boat mm-hmm. and take a trip through and undoubtedly some dinosaurs will attack you or whatever yeah. but yeah i could i could almost see it being semi-open world if it was almost like you know the opening area of horizon forbidden west mm-hmm. if it was like an area that sort of size where like you did missions in there and it's like 10 hours but yeah we'll learn more we still don't really know when psvr 2 is coming but they're kind of they're ramping it up and announcing quite a few things for it so who yeah. knows like if i was to guess maybe like next like yeah next autumn i don't know maybe <laughs> This time next year? I don't know. I'm just purely guessing. Let's have <laughs> guesses about things we know nothing about. Um, <laughs> and now for something completely different. Rollerdrome. That came out of nowhere and looks absolutely my cup of tea. If you didn't see this game, the easiest way for me to explain it is imagine Tony Hawk had a baby with Max Payne and created a game. <laughs> it looks fantastic. <laughs> I imagine you were, you were into this, Matt. This seems like your sort of thing. It, it does look like it's got enough of the wildness to it but it's it's the art style i think that sells it mm. more than even just the the gameplay it's it's like really got that real sharp kind of comic book cell shade look to it that um that i think looks really really cool but yeah as you say that max Payne thing i'm currently replaying all the max Payne games at the moment i'm on max mm-hmm, Payne 3 <laughs> reminder for anybody that hasn't played max Payne 3 for a while it's fucking banging yeah um, so good but really uh good. anything that uh kind of like evokes that kind of like diving through the air with two machine guns uh mm-hmm. yes please yeah and it's from private division i didn't expect them to have another game so quickly and this one's coming out soon isn't it it's like next couple of months i think uh yeah think yeah it's, is it august it's, it's not too far away july august yeah um so they've they already had uh it's the team that did ollie ollie world mm-hmm. they did that this Makes year sense. and now they've got this um yeah, we don't really know much more. I still, do you know what? I haven't even read up about it too much. I just watched a trailer and thought that looks banging. I don't know if it's like a multiplayer game or if it's like lev. I don't know if it's like a score chasing thing like Oli Oli World. I, I don't, I'm not too sure. That's why I'm sort of a little bit stuck on because I feel mm. like you would 
felt like this would work well with like really distinct levels just like going through mm-hmm. you know, single player experience and stuff well like yeah. you say it's out pretty soon so we will find exactly, exactly what it is within a matter Ooh. of weeks and Rollerdrome is just a good name that's yeah. a good name for a game mm-hmm. they've nailed that well done to them I say they've nailed it no one's played it could be awful. I'm going to say they've absolutely <laughs> nailed it, though. Um, one game that just looks delightful, doesn't it, Matt? Mm. Stray. Yeah. There's a big, there's, I say there's a big cat. It's a little cat and it has a robot. What more do you want? <laughs> there's also like a dedicated meow button, and apparently you can just yep. meow over the top of everything that's been said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm of like, you know, I think we've already established several times on the podcast that I'm very much a cat person, so this appeals mm-hmm. to the cute sensibilities I have. But like, I genuinely think it looks like a fun. Like, I'm imagining it's not very long and it's not going to outstay its welcome at all. Yeah. But it's got that kind of, like, beautiful kind of looking world with that almost slightly serene kind of slice of life cyberpunk that a few developers seem to be chasing at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the the look of that kind of, like, just gentle going around as cats, which are naturally, like, little assholes anyway. So being able to kind of, like amusingly mm-hmm. kind of chase up people's days and stuff like that like yeah i'm i'm up for it and it's um it's going to be one of these uh it's a playstation plus game isn't it in terms it of is. oh yeah. sick whereas not a playstation plus as in like what we currently know as playstation plus but it's going to be part of the game pass mm-hmm. alternative kind of yeah. system I see. And I think september for that one isn't it so steadily we are getting no, i think it's play, earlier yeah. i think it might is be it early? july is it I'm just going to look up Bloody that. brilliant. Stray <laughs> is... Some, some new games mm-hmm. to play. That'll be nice. 19th it? of July. So you've got there a, we go. got a I lied good completely. summer play. I, I was led astray by my own <laughs> thoughts. Um, Beautiful. That's all the, the announcements from this week that we're going to cover. Of course, there's still more shows over the weekend. There's Xbox on Sunday evening. Um, we'll probably talk about a bit about that next week. Why not let us know what the favourite things you saw? Maybe any we didn't talk about, including stuff from Xbox at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But why don't we briefly talk about a game that you can play right now if you wanted. Or uh, even watch. Oh, <laughs> what an option. Um, the Quarry. We kind of talked about this a bit uh, a couple of months ago now, probably, mm. when um, me and Dale went to play uh, at the studio doing IGN first. But you've managed to already play the whole thing jesse yes um i think we'll, we'll keep this uh we'll keep jesse's mini review of the quarry brief because we're already <laughs> running uh long on time but um i think a lot of people want to know is is it as good as until dawn <laughs> i think it's for me it's nice to see that supermassive of like getting back into releasing a horror game that at times is as good as and also at times maybe better than Until Dawn. For me, it's definitely an improvement over the Dark Pictures anthology because they've released, what, three of those now? And it's definitely... You're seeing the lessons learned from each of those games and how they're applying it to The Quarry. And I think it's a big improvement over the Dark Pictures anthology. And most importantly, it's fun and you have, like time to get to know the characters because with the prior games it's like what a six hour experience you get like a 10 minute prologue and then you're right in here you've got time to get to know the cast and the cast are witty and fun to <laughs> to get to know and yeah it's like the familiar you know genre archetypes you've got like the nerds and the jocks and you know the cheerleader mm-hmm. types and stuff but they sort of subvert that at times with producing characters that are actually nice and realistic and you know snappy to respond to and stuff and most importantly it plays like a good game like it's 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 weird like i play i played for until dawn recently again and just looking how that plays and controls like it's 
sort of really quite cartoony compared to how the quarry looks and feels now like it's almost sort of like um it's 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 bizarre how realistic the quarry can look at times as well mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to forget i'm trying to remember the term oh, what's that term it's like something valley uncanny what valley uncanny valley yes the uncanny valley Thank monument you. valley yeah Chad monument valley. valley but no it's just um <laughs> it's it's just a, it's just a fun game it's a fun game and they've certainly learned from just uh how the prior games play in terms of just what sort of like QTEs you're experiencing through the game. You have like more of a second chance if a character dies. You get to sort mm-hmm. of like rewind the time and then sort of, you know, apply different tactics as you're going through. And it's just, yeah. it's a improvement over Until Dawn and certainly improvement over the Dark Pictures Anthology. That's good to hear. Like, um, is, like these games are all really about choice and branching yeah. paths and creating your own story. Did you get a good sense that, this game branches a lot like your were your choice did your choices feel like they had good weight to them yeah for sure and that that extends like over the dialogue as well back to the qtes where i feel like a lot of the times before the qtes would only just result in your death while you know potentially messing something up early in the game will have repercussions later Mm -hmm. on you know whether you miss a qte and stuff like that um but there's certainly a lot of good choices i think they ended up saying like maybe during pre-release that it's like you know, like over a hundred endings or something silly like that, yeah, right? Yeah. 186 yeah, so endings, I believe. Yeah, was, I, w- yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say it's quite to that number. Obviously, I've only played through the game twice and stuff, but there's certainly uh, a lot of important feeling decisions as you're playing mm-hmm. through it, just because of the length of the game as well. You get a lot more time to understand and play around with the characters. Mm-hmm. So because you've played it twice now, I'm assuming it doesn't feel like you played two different games, but were you able to make something that felt like a significant departure from your first playthrough by the choices you made in the second? Yeah, 100%. Like, mm-hmm. my my first playthrough was very much geared towards, like, sort of messing up, seeing how just badly everyone can suffer in the game, and that sort of cut my experience short, whilst the next time I played, I really took my time, looked over all the clues and stuff, looked over, like, all the cards you can pick up that, you know, suggest and predict the future of the game and stuff, and... It's definitely you get a more fulfilled experience from when you're actually trying to make everyone survive and trying to figure out what's going on at this camp with all your camp mm-hmm. counsellors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... I uh, I started today, I've just played the prologue, which I've already played through three times, so <laughs> I've done that prologue again. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to a part of the game that I didn't play during preview and actually, yeah, seeing how much these choices matter and deciding who I just basically want to get rid of because there's bound to be some that annoy me after a while (laughs) there's nine members of the cast i'm not gonna like them all um (laughs) something we all like though the endless search inside it's the uk agn crew yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? Yes, it's back. The game with no name. Um, we are playing the one star film review game. Is this We've it? We've got now? a few news. Is it? Is the end I'm, of the I'm just over. enjoying. I don't know. I'm just enjoying this one too much at the moment. I'm not lying. I'm just enjoying how funny some people's minds are. Um, we're only going to do three rounds of it today because, you know, we're already running quite long and it's quite, it can go on the game a little bit. But, um, I've got three, um, three films we're going to play it with here. If you haven't heard it before, we basically find one star user reviews on IMDb of quite genuinely well received films and see what people have, well, what madness they've got inside them basically and uh, you have to guess what the games are there's five clues for each film 
and you get five points for the first clue and one point for the fifth. Is there, uh, is there a running theme in today's films? There's there's no running theme. I, okay. I, just, pick, I just pick films that I know <laughs> are good. Um, and it's not just me picking they're good. They're generally considered good. Before we get to it, though, of course, we've got some new suggestions on what this game should be called. I want your guys' opinions on some of these. Um, first, we've got Daniel Black, who came in with Don't Get Me One Started. That's quite good. Yeah, I think it, no, it's not it, not sparking your. It's it's a little bit long. It needs to be a little like, bit wordy for like, you, is it? Just bit of a mouthful. Right out. The the problem we've got is it's gold panning was good, man. Like gold panning. Gold panning I still do quite like one Star Wars. One Star Wars <laughs> is fun as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both good. Um, another one here from Sean Hamidi, who says one star to rule them all. That's also not bad. It's a, it's a good little clever pun. Yeah. Clever. Again, that's six words. Maybe, maybe a bit much. It needs to be four, <laughs> Max. Does it? Okay. What about this one from Sam Hall? The Star Mangled Banger? Maybe if we were Game Scoop and we were the US team. I feel like, yeah, like it, it feels that. like it's betraying our UK roots. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, this week we've got one from Lee Yaku who says, The Trendless Besmirch. A little play on Endless Search there. Um, also, Lee adds, and I had to add this because we do have Jesse on the podcast this week. Lee adds, as an aside, Smarties go from bang average to top tier when in a cookie. Does that count, or am I being influenced by cookie dough? We've all often thought that, have I been influenced by cookie dough? I mean, cookies are just good, aren't they? If you, yes. if you put something in a cookie, it instantly upgrades it, I think. Um, like, uh, like, obviously, you know, cookies are best when the chocolate pieces are massive. Um, oh, yeah. which you don't Big get chunks. with a Smartie. Yeah, you want a chocolate chunk cookie. But, but it depends if you have like a good solid cluster of Smarties within like mm-hmm. a small vicinity within the cookie. I so can it see that. But all, mm-hmm. all of those cookies that are just like, we've rammed Rolos in a cookie or we've got like a Yorkie <laughs> yes. Barry, they're all good. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with any sort of chocolate cookie dough mix, really, can you? Let's be honest. Right, let's get to the actual game and we'll try and get through this relatively easily. Um... You might get these early. I don't know. It's hard to know how easy these clues are sometimes. Sometimes there's just no clue in them. They're just funny. So, you know, enjoy that. Right. First clue for the first film. This review. Oh, I've got to get mode for this. I've got to channel, channel people. This was nothing but a glorified kiddie movie. It wasn't a Disney film, but it might as well have been. All that was missing was Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. It was a sappy mess and should be banned. (laughs) I was duped into believing that this was the next sci-fi classic. The next sci-fi classic. It should be banned. (laughs) The next sci-fi classic suggest... Could could you you give me a clue on what year this was written? No, no, I cannot. That would be too much of a clue, man. No, I cannot, because sometimes they're built into the clues. Um, you only get one guess mm. each per one, by the way, we're not, you know. Or if you have no idea, I can move on. It wasn't a Disney film. Well, that's, well, that's what this man says. Okay, okay. Can you trust these people, though? That's what, um, but no, mm. it's not a Disney film. I'm not leading you down. <laughs> okay. <in> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, next clue. For four points. Cruel and unusual punishment for intelligent film goers. <laughs> okay, admit it now. You hate this film, but you were afraid to say it. Insipid and idiotic. Not to mention intelligence insulting. This is one of the worst movies I ever saw. 
the corny old children's film of a boy and his dog or horse has just been updated. E.T. It is E.T. I was thinking E.T. before, which is why I asked you about the... (laughs) the, the, Because calling it the next sci-fi classic suggests that that review was written in, like, the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think IMDb was around then, was it? That is four points to Jesse, though. Taking a big early lead there, so there's only three films. What other ones have we got? I'll read out other clues if they're funny. The next one was actually just a good clue. Um, oh, this is a good one, right? Imagine writing this. <laughs> Imagine getting in this mindset. I re- I require a new sick bucket. <laughs> My old metal sick bucket has uh. eroded after just one showing of this saccharine shite. I loved my old sick bucket. It had withstood many sugary sweet abominations over the years, oh. such as Mrs. Doubtfire and Lassie Come Home, You Little Bastard. <laughs> but this finally eroded the metal. <laughs> At this point, like, could this just be people who know this game exists and are going over, like, IMD? These are old reviews. Oh, okay. These are not written in the past couple of weeks. Oh. Right. And the last one for ET is also utter madness. Imagine not liking ET. Or at least, you know thinking it's a three-star film maybe you know not one um when this first came out i was at, i was at a nihilistic punky point in my life and thought it was absolute dreck the woman who brought me to the film was seeing <laughs> i was seeing her for the third time and she was having orgasms of pure bliss and expecting me to feel the same way i was diplomatic after all I wanted to get laid, but it was a real oh chore God. to feign the slightest emotion over a squashed head alien and his foul-mouthed <laughs> child protector. Fucking hell, that guy is What sadness. is wrong with people? It just feels like he's taken he's taken his own inadequacies there out on ET, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, squashed head alien. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Poor four fella. points to Jesse. Next film. Next film, first clue. Somewhere on the line, someone planning this film forgot to put in a plot. It's worse than Twister in that respect. Ooh, look at our fancy camera tricks and weapons and weird sci-fi stuff that makes no sense. Ooh, but it's loud, and that makes a good film, you know. Is it District 9? No. Ooh, look at our fancy camera. <laughs> I, like I don't know. Ooh. Oh, we can move on. Next clue. I thought it was an alright movie until I saw it again, but then it just got to be annoying. I know only pseudo-intellectuals use this term, but it was (laughs) pseudo-intellectual. I thought the characters were wooden, the dialogue was pretty bad, and it was all too convenient for me. Oh, pseudo-intellectual with fancy camera tricks. (laughs) What could it be? gonna be something stupid like another children's film that someone just so, <laughs> so it's, it's got allegedly fancy camera tricks which might just mean there's like a one-shot yeah. track yeah. fancy yeah. camera tricks and weapons weird sci-fi stuff and it's pseudo-intellectual the weapons thing was why i went for district nine and the camera work mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> oh should we go for the next yeah, one yeah go on okay clue three I know that this is one of the most popular movies of all time, but that is a flaw in the viewing public. <laughs> the main reason I dislike this movie so much is because it was a, because it was a rip-off of a much better movie that came out a couple of years before it, that being Dark City. 
Oh, I don't know. What so I if you know what Dark of. City is, there, no. have you not no. seen Dark City? It's banging. The Matrix. Oh, I was banking. You know what Dark City was? It is The Matrix, though. So well done. Oh, okay. <laughs> so- I'm gonna, I don't know what the Dark City uh, is. Like. Dark City is a good uh, sci-fi movie. I'm not going to spoil what Keith it's about. Keith Sutherland? But, um, yeah, it's oh, really yeah. good. No, I've never seen it. Get it get it in you. You'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, there's no real... Uh, let me see. No, the other ones weren't as funny for that. But uh, that does mean, Jesse, you've won the game. 7-0 so far. But we'll play the last one because it's a bit of fun. Right. Clue number one for the last film. Surprised at how absolutely unfunny and pointless this gruelling hundred-minute feature was. I was constantly squirming in my seat, not because I was frightened, but because I was desperate to escape this torture I was being subjected to. So it's an hour and a half long. (laughs) Well, they were surprised at how unfunny it was, and they weren't frightened. How unfunny and unscary it is. A 100 minute long horror comedy then, is what I'm guessing. I'm not saying that is. Nightmare Before Christmas? It's not the Nightmare Before Christmas. The Evil Dead? It's not the Evil Dead. Right, next clue. This might give it away. I heard a four letter C word one too many times to tolerate and found that British humour is incredibly offensive. If this is in fact British humour, think it's because I'm a girl? My fiancé, who loves toilet humour and parodies, begged me to turn it off. He said it was worse than having his nose hairs ripped out with tweezers and then having lemon juice poured up his nose. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Ah. <laughs> uh... So, you know, it's a British British humour and they use the C word. And it's meant to... I can't tell that that whole thing of it's supposed to be scary and I'm like is it a horror film because I'm trying to think of horror films that that drop the sea bomb all over the place Shaun of the Dead but I don't think they say it is Shaun of the Dead oh shit I don't remember them saying like yeah, that word. Cause, a bunch. Uh, I think Nick's, Nick Frost's character definitely. Oh, okay, doesn't he right. call, I haven't seen um, it in years. <laughs> doesn't he call Pete one? Oh, does he? I'm pretty sure. Or is it, does he call, um, what's the Irish actor's name? Does he call him one? He probably calls them both one. Um, Not nice go. words. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, there well we go. Done, That's Jesse. the game. Thanks. There Wipe we go. The 10-0. There we go. You should, you should take conference into the rest of your day from that Jesse I want you to be I'm always happy around. whenever I win a podcast yeah, game somehow gig. yeah walk ground tool today that's what you should do uh, right let's go on we've got a couple more pieces of feedback to get through as usual IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com Jesse Gomez this is from Jordan Green it says hi fellas thought I'd drop in one game that I've been beating my head against um, for well over a year Outer Wilds I generally try my best to play pretty much everything that's in the conversation at any given point, and as a lover of the weird, this game feels like it would be for me. However, each time I play it, I get stuck. I've tried five times, and most recently I spent like ten minutes dicking about in some underground ruins to no avail. I feel like this will always, um, I feel like this will always be in my pile of shame, which also includes Obra Din, which feels like a cardinal sin at this point. I also just wanted to thank you guys for the non-gaming recommends, which are consistently stellar. Just recently, I went to see the new Top Gun, which was, in Joe voice, not going to replicate, wild. And I wouldn't have done so without you gents giving it the nod. 
as a payback and something I haven't heard mentioned before on the pod, the TV show Utopia, UK version, is, I think, one of the best pieces of TV over the last 10-odd years. As always, keep up the pod in. Big up, <laughs> respect the sea, and much love to the grave diggers. <laughs> We are. I know you are, Matt, as well. I was going to very s- aware of Utopia. I was going to say Jordan might have missed then the episode in which I reviewed the US version of Utopia and therefore spent most <laughs> that of that review ago. talking about. I forgot about- you reviewed that. Yeah, but obviously spent quite a lot of that time <laughs> talking about the UK version of Utopia, which is one of the best pieces of TV that's I've been on in the decade. Not heard of that show, and as soon as I saw UK version, just automatically knew that a US version would be shit. Now I need to keep that in mind. <laughs> it's not shit, but it's just nowhere near the artistic achievement that what the UK mm. version is. The, the, the UK version of Utopia is genuine, like a really fresh feeling, very unusual, wonderfully dark kind of thriller. Mm. Yeah. Sounds it's good. so good. It's very good. Um, I can understand Outer Worlds. I wouldn't keep bashing your head against it. It's just not for everyone. I'm, I, I, finish it but i can't say i was in love with it i've like never a lot finished of it and it's one of those yeah. that it should be my kind of game right but like i, yeah. I could never quite click with it i same gone no i just said I, I really really enjoyed it played with my partner but near the end like we we're stuck on one particular puzzle had to use a walkthrough which was a bit of a shame but still really enjoyed it never got around to playing the dlc mm-hmm. though so i don't actually know if it's no, worth checking out i think it from what i've heard it's more of the same if you're into it um Oberdin though that is yeah is one of my all time favorite games. But again, I can understand bouncing off it because if you're not into how that game works, it's like that the whole game. It's not going to change you really. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I do love that game. I would love a new game like that. Please, um, Matt, you've got an email. Yes, from Chris Milne, who says, "Hello, IGN boys and girl. If Emery is on this week, she's not. But we will pass on your hello. <laughs> oh, we will." Uh, I've been loving the recent One Star Endless Searches. I've loved listening to all of the insane internet opinions that people post from atop my ivory tower. But I was wondering, what opinions do you have that might make you sound like a mental keyboard warrior furiously typing away on an internet message board? I can kick you off. I... It's very difficult for me to say this aloud. I cannot... That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> I cannot stand the Lord of the Rings films. I was the perfect age and level of geekery when they came out, but I remember sitting in the cinema bored out of my mind when watching the first one. I was very disappointed and thought my friends and the rest of the world would feel the same. However, it was the very opposite. Everyone and their dogs seemed to love them and the trilogy went on to garner universal acclaim. So much so that Peter Jackson went on to make loads more heinous bloated films. King Kong was just dog shit that I won't even <laughs> contemplate watching with watching any of the 86 Hobbit films that he somehow spun out from a single book. I still think there's some kind of Emperor's New Clothes thing going on here, and I'm sure you will all call me an idiot, but that's kind of the point of this. Now let me know some of your unpopular opinions so I can call you an idiot. But for the love of God, respect the sea and all creatures who dwell in her deeps. Thanks. Before, before we get onto that, and I actually have to think of this because I meant to think about this... Uh before um i like king kong quite a lot i quite like king kong i think it's yeah. very good do don't get me wrong it's long you could cut about 40 minutes yeah. out. Yes. You could cut one of those lizard fights out somewhere mm-hmm. um but i do really like it um yeah i watched it in the yeah. cinema back in the day and i thought like wow oh, this yeah. shit looks rad oh, <laughs> but that yeah. was me as a kid not having any i never saw it in the cinema but i can remember my dad buying it on dvd and us watching it together and like yeah too long but like i 
I'm not a huge fan of like the second two Hobbit films, but I actually quite like the first one. Um, I think it gets mm. the vibe of the book mm-hmm. quite well. Um, and obviously, I adore Lord of the Rings, and it's pretty much annual viewing for me. Yep, same here, man. Yeah, I, I, I do really like it. I don't. There's not in terms of films. I don't think there's many films that are considered great or people love them. I'm just like these are awful. I can like, um, I can actually start off with a couple of things from this year that I have a slightly mm. different opinion on. So I'll start with the most up to date. Uh, I'm not big into this year's season of Stranger Things. Really? Yeah, I I, I, I dipped out with Stranger Things and like after season two. See, to be honest, like uh, season two, I think is is a bit if, but in general, like I really like Stranger Things and I love season three. Um, mm-hmm. Season four, I think the Hawkins storyline is really cool, and I really like uh, Vecner as a villain. Um, I think the Russia and the California storylines are just crap, and I don't think they should be in it, and they should have had normal length episodes. But I'm aware that the rest of the world is having a wonderful time with Stranger Things and <laughs> fair play to them. And the other one from this year is, is I was really, really disappointed by Yellow Jackets and I didn't care for it. Oh, I thought that would be right up your well, alley. So did I. Well. That's why I started watching it and it just did nothing for me at all. Oh, I feel like, uh, what have I got? Unpopular ones. I don't forget. Um, I've got. Like, I don't think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the most awarded films of all time. I just found it quite boring. Um, do you know what? I'm still only halfway through like season four of Lost, and I've got to say, I'm so bored. <laughs> I want to finish it, so I want to know what happens. Right now. Yeah, you... it's, there's too many episodes. There's too much nonsense. Why do you think half of us fell off the bandwagon? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't understand. I'm bo- I don't even think it's terrible. I'm just at the point where I'm just like, I'm just quite bored. Mm. I, just, I just don't want to see any more of it. I'm trying to think of like, um, if there's any games that I think are really not that good. Um, that's certainly Pac-Man. Ga- Pac-Man is great. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really upset whether you're saying Pac-Man. I'm saying it though. Someone will be annoyed. Boring. Um, Firewatch. I think that's really boring. People love that I've game. I think Firewatch. Firewatch is boring. Um, looks lovely. I mean, I'm boring d- story. Caught I, for a boring. I definitely story. feel like I've said this before. For me, like God of War and Horizon. Yeah, you, you're. I can't stand Horizon, but God of War, man, come on. I, I've, I've, tr- like, I've put. Come on. I think I've restarted God of War maybe three times now, and I've got like maybe six hours in around each time it's like the same for me it's like mm. oh doki doki literature club everyone seems to like oh, that's terrible bananas bad <laughs> it's so bad it's <laughs> even when but... you get to the point where everyone's telling you it's good like like it's a i think it's almost a horribly irresponsible uh way that it deals with that but um i just, mm. I just don't think it's very good um, I'm now just going through a list of things I don't like. This is I like to talk about things I do like. Oh, things I've bounced off. It's, it's more things I've bounced off a lot of times. I really, really want to love Akami. I get two hours in every time and are really bored. <laughs> just so bored. Unbelievable. But I want to love it. Pretty game though. Uh, it's pretty again. Yeah, that's what draws me in. Um, I just want to love it. I just want to love it, but I don't. And there we go. Don't know why I don't. I don't want to ask people what they hate. Like, it's kind of a depressing email. Not that uh, you know. I don't know anymore. I've run out of steam. <laughs> I tell you, my late nights cool up for me quickly. Yeah. We, we've provided <laughs> enough for people to get angry about. If you feel the need to be angry, email us. 
uh, we might mm-hmm. or might not read your email out. I feel like I made people angry enough like a couple of months back when I said the Max Payne three is the best Max Payne. It's not. I don't even know if I. Yes, yeah, I don't Payne even know if I believe that. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if I believe. So I tell you what, as someone that's playing Max Payne three at the moment, it is yeah. not the best Max Payne game because Max Payne mm. two is Max Payne's the one that like. Max Payne 2 is full remedy. It's really cool neo-noir and it's got all of like yeah. the cool like in-joke elements that Remedy mm. does and how it's a, like a loving but piss-take look at like noir. Max Payne 3, way too serious and way too cinematic for its own good. Like Rockstar making it overly gritty. But yeah. genuinely to this day, it's still one of the best third-person shooters ever made. That yeah. feels I'd... incredible to play. And it's yeah, 10 I'd years old. for it again like just maybe a month or two ago mm-hmm. i was like i still haven't played anything like this just the weight of max and just being up just everything being so contextual and just like the way the bodies hit the floor i love it and you can tell like he, the way that they animate him he's old and drunk in that game and they get yeah. that across so well <laughs> stumbling like, about it's too much of like uh i heard someone recently describe it it's like a tony scott thriller rather than a neo-noir kind of like police story mm. Which is like why I don't think it's the best Max Payne game because it's not true to what Remedy's vision for it was. But I wish Rockstar would make another game like that. Like I love their open yeah. worlds, but goddamn, did they make an excellent third-person shooter? With I that. do wonder how the uh, remakes of Max Payne are going to play because like, they're probably not going to control like that. But I kind of want them to take a bit of influence know. from it. Certainly, like they should take the best bits of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, oh actually, do you know what else are bad? Every Super Smash Bro game, every Smash Brothers game, <laughs> uh, Mario 64 isn't good, and Golden GoldenEye, can we let it go? There we go. There, there's my... Uh, uh, pe- people are thinking back. that we're getting a new GoldenEye, don't they? They think there's going to be uh, like a re- remaster or something. I mean, there's there's people, there's people like Rare like, unlocking achievements for the new one, so like, I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, well. Who knows? Anyway, I've made a lot of enemies that I didn't want to do that. Mario 64 uh, ain't that great, so... There we go. Are we done? Oh, well. I think we're done. Should we uh should we play Master of Puppets and get out Absolutely. of it? Absolutely. Brilliant. Fantastic. Goodbye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.